0: Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hanson Metil, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned, and you will be blessed.
1: Praise God and glory be to the Lamb of God who was slain that we might have life and have it in abundance. Brother, sister, you're welcome to Bible Platform with God's servant, Reverend Hanson Metter. It is a beautiful morning. This is the day the Lord has made. Don't get it wrong. Don't let your feeling override your faith. Indeed, we must rejoice and be glad in it, despite our circumstances. Beloved, these are very interesting times and we now hear a cacophony of confusing voices and these voices continue to muddy the spiritual waters and are leading many souls from from the benefit of the redemptive work of Christ on Calvary. Currently, there appears to be no clear-cut agreement among the leadership of the charismatic Pentecostal fraternity As to whether it serves the broader interests of Christ and his church to tackle the issue of false prophets, occultists, and their hilk. There seems to be some kind of confusion about whether it is right or wrong to comment or to make reference to the falsity and the deception that is rampant in a time like this. And sometimes I hear men of God saying, well, don't judge. We're going to clarify a few things. And I'm going to be speaking on the topic contending for the faith. We'll let the scripture speak for itself. No insults. Truth. Unadulterated. That's the line on Bible platform. So, having said that, shall we begin with a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, this is your day. No day belongs to the devil. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We give ourselves to you because we know our deficiencies and ask that, Lord, as we study your word, the Holy Spirit, who influenced and directed and inspired the writing of scripture, will be our teacher and guide, bringing us to understanding and acceptance of the light that is revealed through your word. We have prayed and we have believed in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. So now to the subject itself, contending for the faith. Contending for the faith. And I want to read as our foundational scripture for this topic from the book of Jude, the verses 3 and 4. Jude is only one chapter, the verses 3 and 4. I'm going to take the NIV, New International Version rendition of Jude, verses 3 and 4. Listen carefully. Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, the salvation we share, I felt I had to write and urge you to contend for the <laughs> I want to, I want to take that again. Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share. And probably stop there. That's my addition. I felt I had to write and urge you. In other words, go beyond talking about salvation. And urge you to contend for the faith. That was once for all entrusted to the saints. Note that. I urge you to contend for the faith. Then he goes to verse 4. And it says this, that it gives us the reason for the admonition to contend for the faith. For certain men, for certain men, whose condemnation was written about long ago, have secretly slipped in among you. They are godless men who change the grace of our God into a license for immorality. And deny Jesus Christ, our Sovereign and Lord. You see, this is New Testament. I'm reading New Testament. The writer, Jude. Now, he is reputed to be the brother of Jesus. Here he states clearly the reason he felt compelled to write. The verse 3, he tells us that initially his mind intention was to write to the church about issues relating to salvation but then he goes on and says in the second part of the verse 3 that he could not narrow himself down to just talking about salvation you must be born again and blah 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 and stopping there he said and i quote i felt i had to and urge you to contend for the faith i had to write and urge you to contend for the faith which kind of faith that was once for all entrusted to the saints we'll do some analysis as we go along so here it says i urge you to contend for the faith we can't run away from that but before we go into the nitty-gritty of what it means to contend for the faith and why if you are a true believer in christ Especially called to lead God's people and prepare the bride of Christ, the church. You cannot run away from contending for the faith. You cannot say you do not know the difference between light and darkness. Then what are we about? It is clear in the Bible. There are no gray areas at all. Either you are for Christ or you are against him. I didn't say that. Jesus himself said it. So, let's draw the tape back a bit and look at what contending for the faith is not because i i don't want any any christian taking this and running with it that we am contending for the faith and so it's an invitation to engage in unhealthy debate and insults and argumentative judgmental posture that, that is not what contending for the faith is about and let me read some scriptures to emphasize that point what i'm trying to put across contending for the faith is not meant to be executed out of hate or spite or an attempt to make people look bad or whatever now let, me, let the scripture speak i'm reading from second timothy paul's second letter to timothy chapter number two the verse is 23 to 25 we are talking about contending for the faith, not meaning we go out there and throw tantrums and fight. And no, that's not what I see in my Bible. It says this, 2 Timothy 2, 23-25. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments. Do I have believers out there listening in? this is not my word Paul wrote to Timothy 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 23 to 25 don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels so what is wrong about quarrels verse 24 and the Lord's servant must not quarrel now that's a very strong emphasis. He said, "The Lord's servant must not quarrel." So can I appeal to God's servants out there, engage in quarrels? That that is not our part of our calling. The Lord's servant must not quarrel; refuse to be drawn into it. And if you find yourself already in the center of a quarrel, wherever it is, stop it. And hold your fire. Tell the Lord I'm sorry. I went that route. Let me read again. Verse 24. 2 Timothy chapter 2. And the Lord's servant must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to everyone. Able to teach. Able to teach. Not resentful. Those who oppose him. He must gently instruct now i love this portion and i think that we need we need to really meditate on this this particular scripture those who oppose him he must gently instruct he shouldn't compromise with them he must gently instruct the way there is instruction in the hope that god will grant them repentance leading them to a knowledge of the truth and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. So what the take here? Now, when we see all manner of people using the name of Christ to deceive and leave souls to hell, we cannot be quiet. No, it is not scripture. We cannot be quiet in business as usual. That is the emphasis here. But what is important and what I want to stress is that the way we go about righting the wrong must not be in itself wrong. Because two wrongs never make a right. You cannot align two wrongs and because they are two, they become right. So the the modus operandi of how we go about righting the wrong Dealing with the false prophecies, the occultists, because whatever we like it or not, God loves them too, and God wants to redeem them. That's one part of the story. The other side of the coin is that we are not expected, as followers of Christ, to stand and not defend the scripture. It was not a joke for Jesus hanging there in the hot afternoon sun, in pain, in suffering, excruciating pain for souls to be worn. And then we see all kinds of things being pelted out there in the name of Jesus Christ. And instead of standing up and declaring to the people that this is danger, he said, "Well, I don't want to get involved. I just don't want to be judgmental. You got it wrong." Ephesians chapter number four, Ephesians chapter number four, the verses twenty-nine to thirty-two, Ephesians four twenty-nine to thirty-two. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth so you see what i'm saying here is that if we are not careful in our attempt to engage false prophets and contend for the faith we might end up using unwholesome words and that's not good that's not good that's not biblical what is wrong is wrong i'm I'm reading ephesians 4 29 do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen sometimes the, the the way of engagement can turn people off and that is not the purpose of containing for the faith our purpose is to make sure that people are not deceived and they are not led away from the benefits of the cross and make them lose their souls.
0: You are listening to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hansen Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back.
1: Tune in to the Bible platform with Reverend Hanson Metal these and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5:30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM, and your life will never be the same again. God bless you.
0: Welcome back. The message continued,
1: and so let me continue with the scripture, and it said. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you have been sealed for the day of redemption. That means that when we run our mouth in a way that doesn't glorify God. You see on all some ways, we grieve the Holy Spirit. We grieve the Holy Spirit. That's not the way to go. And we all mess up once a while. I mean, we say things we shouldn't say. But thank God for this faith for which we are contending for that. There is always a door open for us to go to the father and and repent and for those that we we have maybe spoken unadvisedly about I apologize to them that is that is a christian life it's not about self promotion or preservation verse 31 Ephesians 4 get rid of all bitterness rage and anger brawling and slander along with every form of malice. Get rid of it. That's what the Bible says. Now let me read the verse 32. It says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgive you. I found something very, very interesting these days. The unforgiving spirit is running route in the body of Christ to such an extent that Especially in my, in my country. I mean, to such an extent that uh, there are lines that are drawn. Those who think that they belong to a certain class. And they are beyond rebuke or correction. Sad. And those who feel that once they have been corrected or their attention has been called to a teaching or... A practice that is not in accordance with right doctrine in the word of God is an embarrassment. So they go all out to attack whoever dare to call them to order publicly. And, and so the world is enjoying our intransigence. And something must happen. We must stop it. And I'm here not as a judge. I'm here as a contender for the faith. For which Christ died. Why I'm commanded to do it. And I I I wouldn't want to be disobedient to that call. And that's why I'm here to encourage all of us, all of us to contend for the faith. In fact, if we reflect on the scripture that I just read, there is no doubt that we have been pointed to that direction. Contend for the faith. I made a point that this does not mean that we go out there attacking people in the name of contending for the faith. But at the same time, we must be careful not to compromise our faith. Because when we do that, we are walking in absolute disobedience to God's divine call upon our lives. And that is dangerous, because it's going to send souls to hell. We don't want to send souls to hell. Right from the Old Testament, we see how very important it is For those who stand as vessels of God to contend for the faith. Now, just take one example um, from the book of Jeremiah. I take one example from the book of Ezekiel. The Ezekiel example is more powerful and more informative and more in line with what we are trying to discuss here. I'm reading from the book of Ezekiel chapter number 33. Ezekiel 33, the verses 1 to 11. It states, The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, speak to your people and say to them, If I bring the sword upon the land, and the people of the land take a man from among them, and make him their watchman, and he sees the sword coming upon the land, and blows the trumpet, and warns the people, Then if anyone who hears the sound of the trumpet does not take warning, and the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. Verse 5. He heard the sound of the trumpet and did not take warning, and his blood shall be upon himself. But if he had taken warning, he would have saved his life. Verse 6. But if the watchman... Now, listen carefully. Contending for the faith. But if the watchman, and I'm a watchman, Jesus has made me a watchman. He said, go in my name. Preach to all the world. And so I have a trumpet in my hand. He said, teach. That's the command. Teach. Amen? So, verse 6 again. Ezekiel 33. But if the watchman sees the sword coming, and does not blow the trumpet, so that the people are not warned, the sword comes and takes any one of them. That person is taken away in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. Let me say something. You contend for the faith when you share Christ with unbelievers. Listen. When you share Christ with unbelievers, you are contending for the faith. You are being progressive. You are being proactive. You are flowing in obedience to the call upon your life. Now, when you share the word, and the people don't respond. You've blown the trumpet. You've done your beat. The Bible said their blood will be upon their own heads. But you can't be with people who don't know Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior. You don't say nothing to them and die and lose their souls. God is saying, I will ask their blood from your hands. In the same vein. In the same vein. When you see people being asked to bring cutlasses to church to cut the head of the devil. You know immediately. I mean, you don't, you don't need any, any extra, I don't know how to put it there. But you see, you know immediately that these people are being deceived. You know the ultimate hint of these people. That they've been taken away from the path of light and life. And it is your responsibility to blow the trumpet. Teach with all love and with all passion and with all power at your disposal. That this is not the way. Tell people this is not the way. You just just cannot stand there saying this is the way. This is the way. Tell them what is also not the way. Jesus preached a two-pronged message. He rebuked the Pharisees in love. He didn't hate them. But when they were teaching the people the wrong things, Jesus stood up and said that was wrong. When you say that people should not be healed on the Sabbath, what do you mean? Because when you have a sheep, it falls into a hole. You bring it out. Jesus was confrontational, but he wasn't violent about his his confrontational approach so we need to contend for the faith because the blood of others will be demanded of us if we don't hallelujah to the lamb of god so let me go to the scripture now but if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet so that the people are not warned and the sword comes and takes any one of them that person is taking away in his iniquity. But his blood I will require at the watchman's hands. I cannot stand before God and provide anybody's blood. So as much as is possible in my own small corner, in my own small way, I will continue to blow the trumpet. If I am in a position to tell somebody that this guy claiming to be a prophet, the path is leaving you, is the path of death, I will do it. Without apology to anyone. And you can come to your own conclusions. Because you see, the word of God is not the same as the opinion of men. Let me repeat. The word of God is not the same as the opinion of men. If it can be or overridden by the opinion of men, boy, I'll keep my mouth shut unless the giants in quotes continue to dictate the pace but look nobody has the right including me to teach you what to believe when it is clearly spelled out in the bible that this is god's way because it is god's word hallelujah to the lamb of god i'm excited this is getting exciting i hope that you are being blessed and you are being challenged now let's go to verse 7 is it get to the three so you now it's coming to you and me So you, son of man, I have made a watchman for the house of Israel. Wherever you are, you are a watchman. In your home, in your family, wherever God has placed you, you are a watchman. Amen? A good watchman does not sleep. And a good watchman sounds the alarm when there is danger. The watchman is not just there to sit for somebody to see that there is a watchman there. So he doesn't threaten their home or the country or whatever, the church. You must be vigilant because that is the hallmark of a watchman. You must be vocal, uncompromising when it comes to the truth of God's word. Souls are involved. This is serious business. Souls are involved. All are preaching about you will get this, you will get that, come to Jesus, and you get husband, you get this, you get... all that is good. But let me tell you what. That is not the ultimate for the death of Christ. Even so, he said, man shall not live by bread alone. Even so, he said, seek ye first. Priority, the kingdom of God. Be sure where you are standing with God. Because it says in the scriptures that broad is the way that leads to damnation. Many walk on that way. But the way that leads to life, narrow and only a few. Can you imagine that? And I'm not prepared to waste my life sitting and with my mouth shut and allowing souls for which Christ paid the ultimate price to be hound-winged and dragged into the fires of hell just because somebody wants to make a little bit of money. I will contend for the faith and I challenge you to contend for the faith. Remember, and I want to repeat again. It doesn't mean you go with a clench and going to punch people. It doesn't mean you're going out there to insult people and no way, Oze. But it means standing up and saying, hey, this is danger. Telling people what is the unadulterated word of God. And we're not stopping today or tomorrow because souls are precious to God. If there's one thing that brings joy to heaven, it is not about me getting a new car. It is not about me getting your wife. It's not about me. It's about one soul. Not even two. The Bible says one soul. One soul. There is joy in heaven over one soul that repents. Let's get back to basics. All our niceties and flamboyance and whatever you can call it. Does not, does not impress God. If we want to make an impression on God, we should be there contending for the faith of our fathers. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Let me finish reading this scripture. And then we we'll set off for another day. Verse 7. So you, son of man, I have made a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. I'm going to stop here. Next week, God willing, if the master gives me life, my Messiah gives me life, my Redeemer gives me life, I'll come your way again with another edition of Bible platform and we are going to get deeper into this subject but meanwhile whatever you are don't keep your mouth shut contend for the faith when you see people being deceived the blood of jesus has been turned into a merchandise speak up god bless you i'm your friend pastor Hans mettin signing out for now and saying see you or connect with you again next week in jesus name amen and amen for
0: For listening to Bible Platform. For questions, prayers, and counseling, contact Reverend Metal on 0244 0244 239024. Thank you for listening. Tune in same time next week. God bless you.